I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about? Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Can't protect them, Rick! <laughs> I'm so excited for Walking Dead. I know. Ah, uh, soon. Yeah, it was in a couple weeks. Is it? That, yeah, it is. It is that close. Should be... Ooh, it's actually next Sunday. Next Sunday? October 9th. Or, yeah, October 9th. If I remember right. Interesting. Ha <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's exciting. That's what we're going to be talking about on probably our next two episodes away. Yeah. You know what episode this is? Uh, 22? 22. 22. It doesn't really matter. Not anymore. It's a number. I think it's cool that we made it 22 episodes. I think it's cool we made it past one. That's true. <laughs> no, it's, it's nice, though. Hitting double digits, going to the 20s now. I feel like yeah. we're growing up a little bit. We're, we're real. I feel, like, I feel like I can unbutton my shirt and no one cares. That's right. I mean, you did show your boobies on the uh, YouTube video. I did, and I really don't regret it. I, uh, I kind of regret it. <laughs> um, I uh, w- was going through and editing it, and went through and started to watch after I got it all rendered out. Yeah. And it got to the part where you, you turn off the lights, and the camera spazzes the fuck out. <laughs> like, it's got all, like, digitally glitchy and shit everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then you turn it back on, it's back to normal. I was like, That's holy. Cool. Apparently the camera cannot handle darkness. <laughs> we, know, we know why. Because anytime the camera's on in the dark, there's some kind of monster creature. That's true. That's there. what it is. It was like, ah! And then it was just like, back to normal. That was fun. I actually haven't, uh, haven't paid attention to how many uh, hits we've gotten off of that lately. I just kind of posted it and then... Ignored it? Ignored it. Fair enough. Those those aren't the videos won't be as important to me as the actual yeah the podcast is yeah more fun. Anyways, uh, should we start our news? Let's go ahead and start our news. Let's do it. Let's we start. Gotta, with, let's start with Marvel. Oh, that's where we usually start, so that makes sense. Okay, let's talk about the Runaways, John. Should we? Yeah. Um, let's see, Iron Fist writer Tamara Becker is writing for the upcoming Hulu series, The Runaways. Uh, the series features a group of teenagers who discover that their parents are part of an evil crime organization known as The Pride. Originally, the series featured a group of six kids whose parents routinely met every year for a charity event. One year, the kids spy on their parents and they and learn they are The Pride. A criminal group of mob bosses, time travelers, dark wizards, mad scientists, alien invaders, and telepathic mutants. The kids steal weapons and resources from their parents and learn they <clears throat> learn they themselves inherited their parents' powers. Uh, it sounds interesting to me. Yeah. I've n- literally never read a, one of the comic books. Me either. Uh, but it does sound interesting. I'll definitely watch it. It's kind of cool, like, a, like a, a genealogy style. Hey, our parents have powers. We have powers. And I'm sure they'll fight each other at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's weird that it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Because, I mean, everything else is on Netflix. Why is this on Hulu? Because it's not a standard story. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited for it though. Something maybe different. it's just not part. Maybe it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe it may it's not be its own thing. Yeah, it may be owned by them, but it's not. That's fine though. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, uh, uh, speaking of uh, their Netflix shows and actually the Iron Fist writer, um, it looks like uh, Iron Fist. Uh, the reason it was pushed back was because of Luke Cage. Because originally Iron Fist was supposed to be the next series out. Right. That's what I heard. Um, I guess since he was on 
Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. He was massively popular. They decided, eh, let's make that, let's capitalize on this and make the show. Yeah. This show, which is the smart decision, uh, because if, I know you haven't watched Jessica Jones yet. Soon. Um, but he he really is like one of the best parts of that show. Uh, I actually liked uh, what's I can't remember the actress's name. Karen Ritter, I think her name is. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, she's fantastic. Yeah, I've movie. seen like seen one episode, I think, one or two. But he's he's like I'm not into anybody who's super generally, but like Luke Cage, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Power Man. Power Man. Mm. I hope he had, where's that tiara? God, it's awesome. Um, <clears throat> jumping over to our uh, Marvel movie universe here. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, not really any news, but just something interesting I found online. Uh, it's Hugo Weaving uh, uh, talks about uh, his role as Red Skull with Yahoo. He said, um, it was fun to play. I enjoyed the outrageousness of the German accent that I employed, and I enjoyed the extraordinary mask and costume, even though it was unbelievably hot inside. I enjoy mask work. I enjoy trying to animate masks and reveal certain things that the mask itself might not reveal. V for Vendetta was another example of that, but there was less animation uh, with that mask versus the Red Skull. Uh, He went further and he talked about uh, his hesitation to return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and said, uh, with Marvel, it's pretty basic stuff, except uh, except the deal, enjoy the ride. It's not a major stretch for an actor, but on the other hand, the difficulty with the Marvel Universe is maintaining a link to a human dimension within such an extraordinary technological CGI universe. In terms of me going back and doing another one, I don't know. I'm not sure what they're up to with, that, with the Red Skull. Hmm. Um... <clears throat> That bothers me a lot, actually, because he, he makes it out like it's not a hard thing for him to, to just accept the deal and enjoy the ride. That's not really how that works. Yeah. It's kind of a snotty fucking thing to say, and the and I hate saying it, but the fact that he was the least memorable Marvel villain to date. Yeah, unfortunately. And it sucks. I mean, I like Hugo Weaving. He's a decent actor. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. I, Red Skull is... And I don't think it's a lot of his fault. I think it's just they didn't really... They hadn't yet discovered, realized what they wanted to do. Yeah. And they did waste Red Skull, the character. But it's a fact, I mean... Yeah, his German accent was really cartoony. I never liked that about that. Yeah. I thought it was silly. And, I mean, even for a man whose face is a Red Skull, I thought it was silly. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't care if they ever bring him back. If they do. I That'd think they should. Re- I think they should recast it if they do. Yeah. Who uh, Who would you th- Who would you rather see play the Red Skull? I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Because I know how much you love doing this oh, fan yes, casting. I do. <laughs> um, let's see, Red Skull in like in modern day. Yeah, like uh, let's talk about like let's say we go with the story where Red Skull comes back to this universe but his his consciousness is in somebody else oh shit I'm not gonna say it <laughs> say it he's too short um Christoph Waltz oh I like it I know I really like it well we know he can do the accent I mean yeah cause <laughs> cause that's what he does he's there uh but yeah I, I think I think do do some camera work, make him look taller. He pull that off in a heartbeat. Absolutely, I think it'd be pretty good. I'll I'll go one step uh, further. Okay. Michael C. Hall. I'm okay with that too. He's already got his 
He's got the bone structure. His cheekbones are perfect. And he's got the skills of playing a psychopath. Yeah. So. Um, Betty White. <laughs> That's the pick right there. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I mean that's uh, I don't know I, Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. <laughs> Cesaro. Oh, we the people. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Christoph Waltz is a good uh, good choice for. Yeah, I think I think Michael Z. Hall looks better. Like, actor wise, like he fits the form better. Who does? Michael Z. Hall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think he does too. But I think I I really enjoy the idea of Christoph Waltz playing. I know. I want him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, anyways. I know it. Uh, it'd be so good. Um, moving on to Black Panther, Anthony Russo addressed a fan question on Quora about the theory that T'Challa's ring has some sort of magical abilities. Uh, said Black Panther's ring is special to him because it was worn by his father, the king. When he puts it on for the first time in Civil War, it's symbolic of him taking on his father's father's role. As for its powers, we will all have to wait for the Black Panther movie. Oh, oh no, I'm um. Because what they're addressing, what they're talking about is like uh, in Civil War. Uh, besides, like there was a focus on whenever he puts the ring on, he's kind of toying with it, which I always took that as it was his father's ring. He's just kind of like fiddling with it because of you know, fuck. Now I'm king. Yeah. Uh, but I thought uh, there was a scene whenever it, him and uh, Winter Soldier are fighting, and whenever he goes and he goes to bring his hand down on it, but his the arm resists, and there's some sort of like resistance between the arm and his hand. Hmm. Which some people will have interpreted as some sort of magical ability that the arm is actually resisting. Interesting. Um, but, I don't know, I thought it was uh, it kind of interesting. I thought maybe that that might be a thing. But, uh, maybe not. Uh, also, uh, Winston Duke, who is on Purse of Interest, which I've not watched, but my dad loves it, uh, has been cast as Man-Ape, bringing the villain total for the movie 2-3. Yeah, it looks like uh, uh, they got Michael B. Jordan. He's playing uh, Eric Killmonger. And Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw. They can't see that. We're not filming. Clap, 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 clap. Mm-hmm. Just pretend like I'm a crab. Clap, crab, 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 Kingler? Uh, a kingler? Her. Uh Yeah, and then, the, so, I'm, a, I'm really excited for Black Panther, actually. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I was but, thinking of like if Ulysses Claw came out was like <laughs> and Black Panther came out to fight him was like, Can you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Can you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> so uh, I'm excited for Black Panther as well though. I think it's gonna be It's different. It's a story we haven't heard yet. I think along with Doctor Strange it's gonna be the most interesting story that they interesting movie they put out because it's kind of like a completely different Style, style, different take on the universe, uh, especially like with with the the magic, the magic side. stuff, and, and then Wakanda and the technology is so drastically. See, that's the thing; they can get away with a lot of things in, in Black Panther because they can just say more technology, technology is advanced to the point where we can teleport or stuff, whatever, yeah. you know, something like that. It's insane. And I'm excited for both those movies. It's, it's going to be fun. So, and it looks like uh, speaking of Doctor Strange. Uh, there was a recent interview with Cumberbatch and uh, director Scott Derrickson in Empire Magazine, and they reaffirmed that Cumberbatch was Marvel's first choice along, uh, all along and that the film changed its original release date to accommodate his schedule. Uh, I think that's really cool. One, that's a, that should be a huge, like, kind of a, a pat on the back to 
Benedict Cumberbatch at Marvel. Not that he needs it, but not yet. Yeah, yes. He needs it, but like, but like Marvel, Marvel Studios. Yeah, they. To be fair, most of his work is British. Yes. Uh, shows British. A couple movies that were mainly British. Imitation mm-hmm. Game is mainly British, but it had a lot of here too, so it's mixed. Right. And then Hobbit. Yeah. Um, but like, considering he uh, Star Trek, but since he hasn't done a whole lot of, and there's a couple others, but a couple, he has the most of his stuff. In Britain, whether it be TV show, movie, or plays, because he did a bunch of plays first, um, he's well known there more than he is here. Kind of has been made a big name here, especially Sherlock and all that good stuff. For them to take that into consideration and go, he's doing damn well. We want him for this role. Let's work with his schedule. <laughs> Absolutely, that's, that's definitely that's... a good shot for his ego. Like that's hey. We're here for you. And like, it, yeah. It's not just like any studio. It's Marvel, Marvel Studios. Yeah, they could they could choose anybody. They like apparently the only uh, uh, Jared Leto was a, supposedly on their radar f- uh, after uh, Cumberbatch initially couldn't do it. He, uh, I just don't see it with him either. I don't. I think of the list of actors that had come out. I think besides Cumberbatch, Leto would have been the better choice. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, what's one of the other ones? Yeah, uh, Phoenix. Walking Phoenix, it would have been the strangest choice. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying he couldn't have done it. Yeah, I'm sure he could have done fine, but it's just Walking Phoenix. I just don't see him like committing. Like no. he do one movie, like we need you to do another one. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, because he's not. He's one of those independent douchey guys. Charlie Sorta hiding in the shadows. Charlie Buff. But it's um. What was the yeah, other one? Uh, Johnny Depp was another one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he could have done fine, but uh, like you said, he's 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 typecast. He's not... Yeah, he, he's... His character wouldn't... I don't know. It wouldn't work. The actor would have been bigger than the movie. Yeah. And I think that it would be a huge problem with a movie like Doctor Strange. I feel like everyone would be like, oh, look, he's doing another weird accent. Oh, look, he's doing another weird performance. It yeah. wouldn't have been like, he's Stephen Strange. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited for this. A lot of people could see that, maybe. Uh, people that are big comic book fans. But but most people are just going to go, oh, look, Johnny Depp's doing something different. Yeah, I, yes, I don't think it would have... I don't think it would have worked out as it, well as... No. Cumberbatch is probably the best. And I have always... Ever since Iron Man, I've trusted Marvel's choices and, and uh, picking actors. Because... Whenever they first, uh, I, the, I remember specifically in a magazine, it was a poster for Iron Man, and it showed Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I'm like, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? First of all, Iron Man? Yeah. And Sam was like, he's like f- almost 50. Yeah. How is he going to be a superhero? And he's a recovering addict. <laughs> and he's a re- yeah. Last thing we saw him in was a mugshot. Yeah. And it was... A bad as, mugshot. Yeah, it was a bad mugshot. Yeah. But, but as it turns out, he's... He won this... It turned... I mean, he had already turned his life around, but good and good for him. This really had did a lot for him. I mean, he's become one of the most generous, kindest people in Hollywood, and yeah, I couldn't imagine anybody else playing Iron Man to the point that they've already uh, talked about the potential of recasting the role. Uh, and the idea was that they were going to do like a James Bond sort of thing, but most fans have come out and said, "No, if it's not Downey Jr., it's not Iron Man." Right. Which is yeah, I mean he he is. It's that true. Character. It's he's literally that character. That's yeah. like he can be in other movies. Like uh, I haven't seen the Judge, but I saw trailers and stuff. Looks interesting. Looks good. Um, when he talks in that movie, I hear Tony Stark. Stark. That's it. Uh, now, if I watch the movie, 
maybe different. Maybe but, I could get into the character and be fine. But his his persona is that of Robert or of, of Tony Stark. They're almost yeah. I mean they're they they go together so quick. Like you just see one or hear one, and you're like, okay, it's Tony. Like yeah, that's it. I just can't imagine. I can't. <laughs> nobody else can so do that weird, role. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do it, you might as well just do a new character. Like you might as well do like the female one coming up in the comic book. Like just do Very, that. Uh, Screw it. Just do it. Might as well. If you're gonna recast it, just make a new character. Do not try. You can recast Iron Man. Do not recast Tony Stark. But uh, yeah, I mean, from that point on, I've trusted everybody they've ever cast. I'm like, I'm down with it. I got it. I understand. Yeah. Um, but speaking further about Doctor Strange, Kevin Feige, 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 Feige. Explains. Uh, the, do you remember the Captain America Winter Soldier Easter egg? I do. They did with with Doctor Strange. It's yeah. kind of an oddball, it's just a name drop, really. There. Yeah, it really wasn't an Easter egg. It was more of just like, hey, if you know, um, yeah, they might like, like X two, when she's in when yeah, and he's she's in the like computer list and list the, the names. And the first thing that caught my eye, obviously, was Remy LeBeau. Yeah. I was like, hey, Gambit! Uh, Never in the movie. Basically, for anybody who doesn't remember, in the movie, uh, basically, uh, Sam Wilson is interrogating uh, Agent Sitwell. And uh, on top of a roof. Did he sit well? He did not sit well. Did he hang well? He That could be taken wrong. <laughs> I apologize. Down to the knees. Um, but uh, basically, and they're talking about uh, people who were a threat to Hydra, and he lists Stephen Strange. Even remember watching the movie, I'm like, oh, cool, Doctor Strange. Yeah, they named and then him. I was like, but why? They just named him. And but uh, the, Kevin Feige, uh, Feige uh, explains said uh, he is a very well known, uh, very well known as a surgeon. He has got various awards and plaques you're going to see over there. He attends various galas. Uh, might be driving at one point in this movie. Uh, he has uh, name recognition and a talent, and certain Hydra computers identified him as somebody that could cause trouble for their agendas. It uh, doesn't really, that just sounds like he's sort of expanding on what they already it's like, said. Hey, in the movie. this kind of stuff. Basically, what I think what it comes down to is that they just name dropped him in the movie. Just, just to, to establish he exists. Like, hey, he's coming. Yeah, he's coming. That's what here. it felt like. It was like yeah. Hey, stop Don't worry, strange. he's in the universe. Um, speaking of Doctor Strange and sorcerers, uh, Kevin Feige also said on why sorcerers haven't intervened in previous Marvel adventures, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe adventures, whatever you want to call it. But uh, anyways, <clears throat> uh, pretty much why they haven't intervened in all the issues going on. He said, there are people inhabiting the same world that are stopping buildings from falling down, robots from doing this, aliens from doing that. These people in this movie are stopping interdimensional forces from wiping out all of reality. So, although it doesn't necessarily come up, we've always assumed that the sorcerers have bigger fish to fry when they hear there's something in a city or there's a bank being robbed. They're not thinking about it. They're thinking, if we don't keep vigilant, our sense of reality will disappear. And there won't be a, blank, won't be a bank to rob and there won't be a city to be conquered. That's a fair... Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Explanation, because that kind of... Defeat, like, the only one I could say that they could might have been able to inter- intervene and it kind of makes sense is the whole Chitari invasion because that's kind of interdimensional that would have been the closest to it but so, it wasn't really interdimensional it was more outer space yeah um but in any case that would be the closest to it but I can see the explanation this, yeah but still like they probably had other things going on this puts the rest like you know they always say like well why don't they just call Hulk or why don't they call Thor it's like 
They've got other shit to take care of. Yeah, they've got their own storylines, just so, like the comic books. Like they all had their own storylines going on the same exactly. time. Some people like to pull threads of these movies, and I don't get why. Yeah, you know what I mean? the thing about comic books and the thing about like storylines of this. When we read them, it's linear. It all takes place one after the other in order. When when they write these storylines, they're not thinking about the other characters. No, they're writing one character storyline throughout. That being said, this person's working on that storyline. This other person's working on another storyline. Technically, they coexist, and it's not to say that something didn't happen between issues. Right. Who's to say, like, these four issues that are storyline, okay, that's one section. The next series is ten years later. You miss something in between. Like, you don't know. Absolutely. Like, and you, you don't know every single adventure they go on. That's not the point. And besides that, we I think it's always been established in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that a lot of the, the movies overlap. Yeah. They don't necessarily happen in sequential order. Right. That's they why happen. you see traces of movies in between. Exactly. And that's, I think that's, uh, that's what, that gives them their magic a little bit is that there's the idea that there, while Hulk is trying to take down the abomination, uh, Thor's hammer was found in New Mexico, you know? Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's, uh, but I don't know. I just hate whenever people are like, well, they just call Thor. Well, because of the fucking movie and the, it would be over really quick if they did that. Yeah. And he's got his own things to do. He's, he's got his own shit. He's in, he's probably in Asgard doing Asgardian things. Dealing with Ragnarok. Yeah. That's called a segue, fellas. Or, or Odin. <laughs> uh, so it looks like in Thor Ragnarok, Sam Neill has confirmed his involvement in the movie while doing press for Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, that director is also directing Thor Ragnarok. I'm not going to say his name again because it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, Sam Neill said, oddly enough, I'm not really allowed to say this and I can't tell you what it is. I did a couple of days on Thor just before I came over here. I had to sign all sorts of things to say if I say anything else, Marvel secret agents, and they are lethal, will come and get me, and probably my children as well. I think this is funny because I also found right after this article, uh, I, can't, I, I didn't write it down, but it was some sort of an MMA fighter. He apparently had a role in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. And he had said in an interview that he said, I'm going to do a Marvel movie here soon in, over in Atlanta. Uh, he didn't put it together, apparently, that the only Marvel movie shooting in Atlanta was Spider-Man Homecoming. And nice. now he he said uh, that he left the project because he had other commitments to Fox <laughs> uh, to do a movie for them, which is apparently not the case. Apparently he was fired because oh, of yeah. that. Uh, because the, the legal department went fucking ape shit. Um, but yeah, Sam Neill saying that I thought, I thought that was be. funny. First of all, Sam Neill can give away saying that because he's Sam Neill. Yeah. But uh, you can't be <clears throat> just some new actor just popping in there nope. and then just dropping shit like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sam Neill, I, I don't know who he could pop. I don't know the Thor characters that well, honestly. I don't either. I can't imagine, but I mean, in any case, I, I love he's playing Sam Loki. Neill. playing Loki. Yeah. Older th- Loki. I wonder if we're, if we're going to see Sam Neill in uh, Jurassic World. In the new Jurassic World universe. That'd be cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I can keep behind that. Did you ever hear the theory that the that Chris Pratt played? Uh, remember the kid in uh, Jurassic Park yeah. at the very beginning of it that was doubted the sound of a Velociraptor or doubted something about a Velociraptor? Yeah. Saying that he's that kid. Oh, that's cool. And there's no, I mean, no proof really behind it other than his love of Velociraptors and how he was able to train them so easily because he's obsessed with them, but. It's kind of neat. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. That's kind of a cool idea, though. Cool little story. Um, um, 
Yeah. Dang. Um, looks like there's an untitled Fox Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, Fox released a press release announcing their upcoming films. They listed two untitled Marvel films scheduled for March 2nd, 2018 and June 29th, 2018. Uh, presently, yeah, they're developing uh, what Deadpool 2, New Mutants, Gambit, a fanforistic sequel, Ugh. a Brian Singer X-Men film, and a Stanley biopic, or biopic. Um, however you want to pronounce it. Biopic. I always say biopic, but I heard on uh, it was on Hollywood Babylon. Ralph Garman started making fun of people who say biopic. I'm like, why? It's all one word. Biopic makes sense. I mean, it doesn't. I guess it's a biopic, but it's two words pushed together. Yeah, but I get it. it. I don't give a shit. Uh, but in any case, so I mean, I, I would assume March second is probably going to be Deadpool two. That would be my assumption, because uh, Deadpool came out uh, February like Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, so that gives last year, the right time, or this year, this year, this year, and uh, so yeah, I would imagine that's when it is. But June 29th, uh, the only one I can imagine it would probably be would be um, the X Men movie. That's probably. what I was thinking too, because I mean that's about the right time. Gambit, they say they're they're developing Gambit. I, you know what? I don't know anymore. I, I I'm giving up on it. <laughs> I've heard so many rumors. About we got it. so close to just we had the cast, we had a director, we had writers. The director dropped out. The writers are... They have new writers now. The only person still attached to it is Channing Tatum, as far as I know. Yeah. And it's just like, is it ever going to happen? No, probably fucking not, because it's supposed to... It, Channing Tatum a, just needs to get with the Deadpool people. Exactly. And make that movie. And then we can get a Deadpool versus Gambit movie. Fuck it. Based off the comic books. Uh, have you read any of that no. yet? No. I need to. I have them all. I, I, I would be reading them. But I, I don't know if we've talked about it, but we have. Um, but I got eight books from Lisby. Yes. So I've been reading those. I'm halfway through the first one. They're not long reads, but I've just been kind of like every once in a while reading it. I'll tell you, whenever he leaves bar, I'm like, I was. Dude, I just want to sit there and all I want to do is just sit there and read them. As I questioned, like, I questioned, like, I was like, I don't know how good, how much into it, how into it I'll be. But it's so Lisby good. Kept, he kept going on. Jessica kept going on and on and on and on about it. So I was like, all right, man, let me borrow it. So I borrowed the first, I think the first two volumes. Uh, it's so I, I was reading it and I read through the first one before I knew I was done with it. I'm like, fuck, so I pick up the second one. And I was like, that night I got through both of them. Oh, yeah. I, was, if I just had that and read them, it'd be done. Yeah. It's, it's just like other stuff I need to work on, other stuff I need to do. So I'm just like, okay, so I pick it up and read a little bit, put it down, do my other thing. Yeah, it's really before hard. Before I go to bed, I pick it up and read a little bit, put it down. And you like, have to really commit to ignoring your real grown up responsibilities if you read those books. And I did it, I was able to do it. Were you? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm assuming probably whatever the X, and they said the next X Men movie is going to be based in the 90s. Yeah. Which I assume, because that seems to be the motif now, what decade can we emulate? Yeah, um, it's kind of getting annoying. Yeah. Why don't they just make it modern day or whatever? Because it, it was going to happen, it's going to be based, what was the last one? Based in 1983, I believe it was. This one probably based in 1993 or 1994, something like that. And no way or age a fucking day. They all look exactly the same. They should just make it 1999 going into 2000, and they could do like the, the Y2K. Oh Jesus! Probably they, they might as well. They just get get a reason why Y2K is a threat, make it a mutant. But they did talk about Dark Phoenix Saga being this next one. They want to, they're really wanting to do that properly. <laughs> oh, you mean not fuck it up? Okay. Yeah, not fuck up the story. Although, I will say... Jesus Christ. When you go back and... I was listening to... It was Fat Man on Batman and Mark Bernardin 
talked about. He said there's a lot more cool things in X Men Three than you remember there being. I remember there being a lot of cool stuff. The one cool thing I I particularly have always remembered. I thought it was a very uh, powerful image was Wolverine being the only one that can stop Jean Grey. Oh yeah, and he had to climb up there, and he just his skin was getting shredded off, and he kept having to go up there, and he finally just, had to be the one to stab but her. But at the same time, I hate it. Yeah, because it's like. The rest of the movie, he gets hurt. It takes a little bit for his regeneration to kick in sometimes. His flesh is getting peeled off his body. And it's, and it's just instantly... Like, yeah, it was a very spotty... Uh, like, did he just take a miracle grow pill before he walked up to it? But it looked really It looks good. awesome. The visualization's great. The the, the symbolism's awesome. Uh, this, the moment that, you know, like, he kills her. It was really intense. It's just like, oh, God, But it, it was... Um, but it's just like, you look at it, you're like... What the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. And see, that's the biggest problem. We never, you know, he said that there was a lot more cool parts in the movie. Yeah, there were some cool parts in the movie, but the problem was there was a lot of good characters wasted in that movie and a lot of good stories wasted. I don't remember his name, but I like Porcupine. The Asian dude. From Lost. Yeah. 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 I like him. I like the actor. Spike, I think is the... Spike, yeah. Um, I like him a lot. I remember, he was in X-Men Evolution. Memory yeah. serves. Yes. Um, I like uh, him a lot, and it's just like, yeah, they used him for a little bit. He's cool in it. He's cool, it's fine. And there was a, a Psylocke was technically in it. Technically. So was Jubilee. Yeah. <laughs> Jubilee, I think Jubilee's. I think Kitty Pryde was in all of the movies, except yeah. for there was different actresses each time until they got uh, Juno, Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jubilee was in the deleted scene in the museum. She like just shoots off a firework and I'm like seriously, <laughs> you suck so bad. <laughs> like we get it. Yeah, she shoots fireworks. Fuck you. Next character, please. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, Archangel. They did great. I loved Archangel in, in X three or Angel. It wasn't Archangel yet. Did you say that out loud? Yeah. Why? Because I liked his character. They just fucked him over. Oh, I like the character. Yeah, absolutely. But they did terrible with him in that movie. Oh yeah. And they wasted like a good the, actor. The actor too. was good. That's ben Foster is a brilliant. That's what I was saying. Like the character, the actor was oh, good. Yeah, the totally. character was great. And they fucked him up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I totally agree with you because I, I remember one, he's on the posters and on the DVD mm-hmm. cover in an X Men outfit. Yeah, and not he's in jeans and shirtless the entire time. Yep. It's like, why would you waste one that actor? You wasted him. Yep. Two that character. Because it'd be cool like if they did X three and showed him and then he got irritated or mad or like confused and left and then comes back in the next movie like yeah. that would have been good because like they had too many storylines going on they had the angel storyline going on the the, the uh, cure death yeah the cure and the death of death of the mutants the mutants rogue uh, a rogue story with Bobby yeah um, Gray's Jean Grey's Death Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. It was, I mean, there was a lot of There's like four or five storylines going on at once and they're like, okay, let's just, let's just resolve all of them. <laughs> it was nonsense. Like, can't you resolve one or two of them and then let the other two resolve later? I was really disappointed. I mean, it, that movie was bad. And then at the end when he's playing chess with them and he's moving the chess piece, I'm like, yeah, I no longer care. Yeah. And then there was any, there's a post credit scene in there too. Did you ever see that? Which one was that? Charles? Charles at the end. Yeah. With... Um, Maura Taggart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and they even they allude to it in the Wolverine. Whenever at the in the post credit scene, and then uh, Magneto is there, and yeah. then you know Wheelie comes wheeling up, and he's like, well, "How are you even still alive?" He's like, "It's a long story." And then 
that's it. And I'm like, what? Is it connected or is it not? And then we Make find out. Decision. We find out in Days of Future Past it is not connected. Well, it is, but they erased that. It part is. Of it. It's connected, but we don't care any longer. <laughs> we knew, we know. That's why I guess Brian Singer even said before he made Days of Future Past, he's like. He said he did it, whoever, I can't remember the, uh, the director's name that did it. Um, he's terrible, though, whoever he is. Um, but he said, there are some things he did. So, but my favorite thing was he got Ellen Page to play Kitty Pride. I'm like, that was six. That was good. I was yeah. like, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I she's actually, perfect. She was perfect. And I, honestly, Amen. I thought the guy that played uh, Juggernaut, I thought he was a good pick for the role. They wrote him poorly. Oh, yeah. But he was good for the role. Let's talk and about I just I just don't understand. Sorry, I don't. Continue. No, no, no. It's fine. I don't understand. <laughs> like, okay, so I know it's a movie, and I know real life physics don't matter because it's mutants. But if Kitty Pride phased him under the under the floor, and then let go of him, his legs would no longer exist. You know what I mean? They would exist. Okay, well, how would they exist? Would it would it be all leg and the concrete was gone, or the concrete take over the leg, or would it mesh the two together? You have to have somewhere for that material to go because there's still concrete here. You're phasing through it, and then your leg reappears inside the concrete. What happens? Okay, let me explain it real quick. Okay, it's a movie, movie yeah. about a girl who can phase in and out of solid objects. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but like, but no, you're that right. That stuff yeah. gets to me because it's like, it's the small things. Because to me, she should have said like, "I let go of you right now, and your legs are gone." Yeah, one that's really dark. I know, <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, like, they could do something. They could, yeah, but again, it's just a. I know. It just makes me sad. It sound like, a lot like Joseph, honestly, because I always have this argument with him about these kind of movies, like. He talks about the physics of, like, uh, he talks about... Most um, of the time, they don't bother me. He talks about, like, uh, Batman v Superman, like, oh, yeah. a lot of stuff. He's like, this doesn't make sense. I'm like... Can I, you talk about, it still makes me laugh when he, like, spins him around. Yeah. <laughs> and Superman just, like, crunk. He's he still about, going. I'm like, no, he would have stopped. He talks about, what was it, um, Superman dragging the ship along, and he says, but his feet aren't going into the ground, into the snow. I'm like... Really? That's what bothers you. That's what it's a little bothersome. Missy always jokes. She says, "I want all I want for Christmas is a T-shirt with uh, Jake's angry face on it." And that's what bothers you because that's what I constantly say to Joseph. Like that's what bothers you. I get and I'm like, it. And I always explain to Joseph like that bit. I'm like, he can fly, so he's leveling it out. He's well, not I... going down to the floor because he's flying or floating or whatever there. Yeah. But in any case, because like, fucking that. So Batman versus Superman. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Batman spins Superman around in the, in the circles, right? Yeah. Superman hits the the pillar. Uh-huh. Pillar collapses. Technically, he should slow down and go down, hit the floor maybe or something and before he continues spinning. No, not really. If you're going fast enough and he's heavy enough. I guess. But there the... should still be some kind of stop because you're getting full force hitting a thing. There should be some sort of uh, momentum... But, but maybe not enough to notice. But again, it's a movie. It is a movie. I know. About a man who can fly. <laughs> He's being beat up by a grown man dressed as a bat. <laughs> oh, yes. there's a cool um, Easter egg. I didn't put it in here, but I want to talk about it. Okay. Um, Let's do this. In Batman v Superman. Yep. Uh, we talked about before the quote-unquote Easter egg where the broken glass is in the shape oh, of Ontario. Ontario. Super. 
this one's actually kind of a really nifty uh, Easter egg. Whenever uh, Bruce is creating the uh, pellets with the the smoke bombs with mm-hmm. the kryptonite in it, uh, the shell there is no. If you if you'll watch it again, you'll notice on there inscribed on the actual casing is PB, which is the elemental symbol for lead. <laughs> yeah, which means that. Superman can't scan it and see there's... Which, I mean, it's a reason enough to argue that... Um, or stands the reason that he wouldn't know that kryptonite is the thing that stops him anyways. But in any case, it's cool. The extra precaution that Batman took was to line it with lead. That way he couldn't x-ray in and see that it had kryptonite in it. That's cool. I thought that was nifty. <clears throat> yeah, that's neat. Anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, to the DC universe, the DCW effect... Talk about the mega crossover. Let's do it. The villains will be the Dominators, collectively known as the Dominion. Interesting. Um, um, what are those? Uh, the Dominion. They are an ill-intentioned alien race that arrive on Earth under the guise of seeking to quell the rising population of superheroes before they can pose a threat to their plans for the rest of the universe. In reality, the Dominators are on Earth to capture and study those who possess the metahuman gene in an effort to create the same phenomenon in their own race. It's um interesting. It's strange. Yeah, it's uh, one it's, again, especially since Arrow is looking to stay grounded in in reality this season. Alien seems like a weird choice, but I'm interested. Well, okay. So here's my thing. Arrow's trying to stay more grounded in general. Mm-hmm. General, I would say in general. Yeah, yeah. So we already know the metas exist. Yep. We know there's dark arts and spiritual energy yep. out there. So you can't, you cannot escape. That. If you're a fan of the comic book series, you know that there's aliens because Green Lantern. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, so. And they've already hinted at Green Lantern in the show. They've already shown Jordan on the show. Um, you can't see air quotes, but I did air quotes. Um, <laughs> but just the idea of like. Yeah, Arrow's trying to stay more grounded, but you can't ignore what that there's metas, already. there's aliens, there's dark arts, there's spirits. But alien power. seems like a weird choice to go to. But if it was if it was on Arrow, like if it was strictly just I Arrow, guess since it's the, then I would be... And also you do have Supergirl, who's an alien, and Martian Manhunter, yeah. who is the last son of Mars. Yes. Um, but so, so as, long, as long as it's not just like... Even if there's some... Aliens, spiritual, whatever, on Arrow, like two episodes out of the series, so be it. As long as the main general series is grounded. the tone is still in uh, grounded in reality, yeah, that'd be fine. I, I, I'm only poking fun at it because oh, the, I know, it just because makes the, you laugh. Like, because we're gonna keep it grounded. Aliens, aliens <laughs> are here though. Like, what? So, um, so I, I don't know. Like, I hope they, they don't go overboard. And they're like, let's keep it grounded. And then they're just like, metas and aliens like, everywhere. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, I'm Lewis Black. <laughs> I think uh, also it's interesting to note that storyline is similar to the entirety of season two of Young Justice. Uh, Maybe that show that got canceled? Don't fucking remind me. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh. <laughs> I am le- I'm still legitimately upset that that show got canceled, especially because it got canceled so they could put Green Lantern, the animated series, on. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm sorry. They didn't put that on. That was on with it. They put on the other shitty animated show they did, which was uh, Batman Under the Hood or Under 
on Beware the Batman or ah, fucking something stupid. I don't know. Uh, but Young Justice was such a fucking wonderful, it was a cool show. wonderful show. And it was like, I would get up Saturday mornings to watch it yeah. because I'm secretly eight. It's not such a secret. <laughs> Just... But it was like, I don't know. I was so upset when they actually canceled it because there wasn't like ratings were sagging or anything like yeah. that. It was, it had solid ratings. It was the highest rated show on Disney XD. Uh, was it Disney? No, it was, I'm sorry. It was uh, Cartoon Network. Sure. It was one of them. I, I don't, don't remember know. which. You know a show I was really upset with and they canceled it? Firefly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we didn't even get a full season. You got a full season. No, we didn't. Uh, no, I guess they canceled after, uh, what? 11 episodes. episodes. Yeah, I was going to say. And yeah. then there was three unaired. There's 14 episodes total. What a hell of a show it was. I know. They didn't even get a finale. But did you watch it when it was first on? Yes. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. Thanks to my father. I remember I remember going over, coming home from wherever I was. My dad was like, hey, there's a new show coming on. You should watch it with me. I was like, okay, what's it called? Firefly. I was like, Firefly, all right, cool. Let's watch it. And I was watching it, and I was like, this is awesome. Now, given it's the first episode that aired, was, uh, episode two. Yeah, it was the bank, the, <laughs> the train, train heist. Train heist one. And I was like, or train job, or whatever it's called. But I was like, this is awesome. And then I watched it the next week, and it was the, the, tr- the first episode. The true, the and production. I was going through, like, explaining all the characters. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, now I get to know who these characters are? Like, all right. Like, Thanks, Fox. Weird. Yeah. And then they, they fucked that up real bad. Guy I work with, uh, Tom, he uh, he loves that. He loves all things sci-fi. But he's uh, he's an older guy. But it was funny, because I remember I told him after I watched Firefly for the first time, he's like, you just now watched it? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I love that show. He said, it's so stupid. I got canceled. Like, he's upset about it, too. Like, I'm like, it, a lot it of is really, are. it's really dumb. Well, at least we got a movie out of it. That's more than everyone thought we were going to get. So. Yeah. It was and a pretty solid And comic movie. books now. Like yeah. The, the, the new series. That are still going on, too. Yeah, there's a new series coming out. A new Problem series. is, it take, doesn't it take place prior to Serenity? Yes. That's a lot. Well, there's already, there's already one that did. Right, but. Leaves, Leaves on the Wind took place after Serenity. After Serenity or before? After because that was after you found out that, um, wow, what's her name? Uh, Zoe Zadana, Zoe, well, Zadana, yeah, wrong show. Uh, uh, I was thinking Zoe because that's her, the character's name, and then I was trying to think of Washington. It all went Zadana, are you talking about yeah. Gamora? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, um, Wash's wife, mm-hmm. I can't remember their names. Um, but you find out she's pregnant mm-hmm. and she has the baby and she's raising the baby as a single mother while still doing the job stuff. Why is she a single mother? <sighs> I will kill you. Just like that metal rod killed Wash. <laughs> He's dead. That was, uh, I remember watching the movie and at the time I was texting Farron while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was so upset bad. whenever they killed the, uh, uh, the preacher, preacher dude. Yeah. Preacher. And book. I was like... Shepherd Book. And I was He's like... He's got his own full comic book, too. Like, I was I was like, why did they kill him? She's like, oh, just wait. It's, just, it's, just, it's not even that bad yet. I was like, well, it gets worse? Yeah. And she was like, I love oh, the yeah. gag reel, though, where they're, like, talking about putting, like, like using the bodies. <laughs> I was just like... That's no. funny. But it was... Uh, and finally got to that part, I... It hurts so bad to I, watch. I tagged her. I was like, Wash! Uh, <sighs> I love Alan 
Alan Tudyk so much. Oh, man. He's so good in everything he's done. Like, everything I've ever seen him in, he's good in it. Whether the movie's good or not. Yes, I said it. He was good in that. Uh, he was in a show called Suburgatory. Yeah. With, uh, I've Jane not Levy. seen it, but I... It I, was actually... I have Mark season one and had it for like three years now. Haven't watched it. It's uh, it's, it's not bad. It's a pretty I've good show. It's really good. Uh, uh, got, I mean, they, I think like I think it only lasted three seasons. He was great in Tucker Dale vs. Evil. Never watched it. So good. And he will be great in the second one. I know they're making it. He's supposed to be in... I thought he was supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Is he? I heard. I thought maybe you Interesting. Were. Uh, anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> he said the thing. Roll credits. Um... Looks like we're still on the main crossover. Um, uh, the oh yeah, Mark Guggenheim talking about the, uh, how they're going to create the uh, the dominators uh, because they're an alien race. He said uh, he told Deadline that a combination of cutting edge prosthetics and computer effects will be used to create feature film quality aesthetic for the invading aliens. Uh, hopefully that's true. I hope they I hope they blow their budget on that because you're gonna have to make it look good pull it off you know yeah it's gonna have to look top notch I mean for a show yeah I think uh, they'll do alright they can make it look somewhat like uh, Galaxy Quest Aliens yeah the villain no, I, think it, I think it could look better but yeah it could look a little better but as long as it looks like that at least you yeah know, something like that at the very least looks like that it should be fine uh, Legend of Tomorrow yeah, it looks like uh Per the season two premiere synopsis, the the reason Oliver Queen makes an appearance will be to help Nate Zano's steel find the scattered legends. So, yeah, so I guess that's what's going to kick off the obviously kick off the show is that the legends for whatever reason is scattered, even though the finale saw them together and maybe it's a different group of legends. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the second generation of legends. Oh, since all the original ones are back together, I guess it could be trying to get you know it's, I don't know. I, it don't make sense, I'm sure, whenever they write it out, but last we saw them, they were all still together and going back on adventures. So there was no need to get them. Well, I'm wondering if, if he's wanting to help him get his team together. Like, oh, maybe. Maybe his team is now scattered throughout time. Yeah, it's going to pick up. And he's trying to get this group to help him find his team. Maybe that's, okay, what, yeah, maybe. that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. So now they're on a scavenger hunt looking for these other legends. Scavenger hunt? Yeah. Because they're kids. <laughs> they don't know what real pain is. <laughs> um, I lost a sister once. Um, that got dark. Let's see. High um, five. Me yeah. too. We're in a club now. Um, <laughs> arrow. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, executive producer Mark Guggenheim revealed that the 100th episode. <gasps> We'll bring back Jamie Sheridan as Robert Queen. And he won't be a flashback caused by the Flashpoint. Uh, it does also look like because Oliver Queen himself, Stephen Mel, tweeted a photo of himself and Deathstroke uh, sitting on a park bench together. Aww. So it looks like, with a hashtag 100th episode, so it looks like we're going to see Deathstroke again. That'd be cool. And there's also a mystery character going to show back up. For the 100th episode, they tweeted a photo of him and Diggle together, Ooh. and they uh, painted over whoever is the person they're with. My assumption is probably going to be Roy. Yeah, I assume so. I hope we see him back this year. That'd be cool. 
I always enjoyed that character. Yeah, hopefully he has less makeup on this time. Maybe. Less <laughs> lace, at least. I kind of enjoy it. He's a pretty man. He is a pretty man. Um, let's go to DC Films. Yeah! Uh, the Batman. According to Jeff Bukes, Affleck's solo outing is still a year and a half out. Ugh. Now, <clears throat> or we do the Charlie Brown on. Ugh. We talked about this a little bit before, is that one of the problems with um, the DC Cinematic Universe seems to be that there is no like set plans. Like they've got an order. They yeah, sort of. Of what movies are coming out? But it, like, but they, so they kind of give out a year. But, but they don't give you any months. They're any so updates. far out, yeah. and it's close the gap a little bit. It's okay to do that. You can have them come out. People will flock to the movie theaters to see three DC movies a year. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Even if they're not good, they'll still go to see them. Look at Batman v Superman. Yeah, while it had that massive drop-off from first to second week, it still made like $900 million. People still watch that shit. That's all? I mean, it could have really made more, but... Oh, yeah. Let's just be happy they made what it made. And now you're telling us that we still have to wait a year and a half for the best part of that movie? Yeah. Whatever. I guess... Although we'll see, we'll see him first in Justice League, and it looks like I mean he's gonna be. Which would be nice. But I'm fine with that. But which, yeah, it's just a date would be nice. I would really, I can't wait to see the solo Batman movie, especially with Deathstroke and yeah. uh, Arkham Asylum, and potentially like we're gonna see other big villains in there because it's gonna be in Arkham, so it's gonna be, we'll probably see like what Two Face, we'll probably see Riddler, Poison Ivy. Maybe I was just joking, but you know, Poison maybe. Ivy. Yeah, we'll get to her in a second. Yeah, we will. Uh, the Flash uh, looks like Rick Fami- Famu Famuyiwa. <laughs> we'll go with Rick Famuyiwa. Uh, it's hitting that Cyborg will be joining the Flash in the solo movie per a tweeted image showing the legs of the Funko Pop versions of the characters. Dum dum dum. That is, as I as you just now read that, I realized that's not really news. It's not just, really. It's a director just fucking with people. I think. <laughs> hey, look at this thing. Maybe. And also, people noticed it well enough to know that the legs of Cyborg were the legs of Cyborg in the, for the Funko Pop. Like I could probably tell you that. No, you couldn't. I'm sure I could. Because they were just like gray legs. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty good about it. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Justice League news. Zack Snyder tweeted an image of him working on storyboards. Storyboards? Uh, Batman, yeah, those things. Batmannews.com blew up and rotated the image to reveal what the storyboards, storyboard, <laughs> storyboards were. What were they? They look like they involve a helmetless, eyepatch-wearing Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson? Yeah. Do you know who Slade Wilson is? I do. Do you really? I do. Are you just saying that? Yes. Deathstroke! Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Oh. Sorry. A Destro. I, I thought he was the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! <laughs> the one that was on Jerry Lane? She's married to the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! <laughs> uh, anyways. So it looks like uh, there's still the possibility that Slade Wilson can make an appearance in Justice League. Yes. How cool would it be, honestly, if it was a post credit scene? To lead to the Batman film, <gasps> to give Deathstroke a post-credit scene, like that's kind of a big thing for a character that not many people really know. I love Deathstroke. I do love Deathstroke. I think he's, he's one a, of the best villains. 
Are you just saying that? No. Okay. I really, especially... I sometimes can't tell if you're being a smartass <laughs> or not. <laughs> it's one of my many, many talents. <laughs> um, no, I, I feel like, especially for Batman, like he's one of the best villains for Batman. Evenly matched. Because he's, he's intelligent. Um, he's tactical. And their martial arts are similar training. So mm-hmm. they have... He's really, he's right. Footing. He's like right up there with Bane. But the in my only, opinion, with like how... And I honestly think that Deathstroke is stronger than Batman just because... Um, well, let me explain. So so I feel like Deathstroke has the upper hand against Batman because Deathstroke's not afraid to kill. That's, yeah. So Batman's got to hold back while Deathstroke is full force punching and shooting. Yep. And slicing and dicing. Because uh, Batman's just like, Batman's just like, I'll hurt you, but I cannot kill you. This will hurt you a lot, but you will get better. I will only hurt you because my parents died. <laughs> Death scares me. Death scares me. <laughs> what, if, what if that's what it was? What if Batman was just afraid of death because his parents died? So he doesn't want to kill anybody. This is a gun? <laughs> what if he picked one up one day and just shot somebody dead? He's like, that's so easy. Oh my God. <laughs> just goes on a killing rampage. Um, no, so I, I think that's cool. Death, yeah, Deathstroke is one of his best villains and probably the most evenly matched I would honestly, I'd pay. I'd honestly say probably the most evenly matched villain Batman yeah. has, which is fun because like all of his other villains. I talked to you and Joe about this before, but uh, his other villains are all like different embodiments of himself. Yeah, like you know, cause you got more on a cerebral sense though. Yeah, because like Riddler's his intelligent wit side, and then Joker's uh, the psychotic side. Yeah, um, Two Face is the du- uh, the duality. Yeah, Bane's the strength side. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool, but like Deathstroke really is just all around similar. All of it. Like he hides behind a mask, not because of of hiding who he is, really, more of just protecting his body and to be behind. a symbol of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's just cool. Yeah, and I, I, hopefully he does. Hopefully he's in Justice League. I think that'd be really nifty. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. Um. Jumping over, uh, no real Star Wars news, but there is something that John and I would like to discuss. A little bit. Uh, just We not, watched a video. We did watch a video. And that video was on a conspiracy theory. Yes, there's a lot of these conspiracy theories going around ever since Force Awakens was coming out, and after it came out especially, about who Supreme Leader Snoke is. Yes. Um, so, so here's, I want to preface this by saying, um, just because we discuss it doesn't mean we 100% mean... That we think it's true. Right. It's an interesting theory. It's, yes. It's a cool idea. Yes. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible. Yep. However, I'm still sticking by my guns and saying that Snoke's just a new character. Yeah, that, that's honestly, that's what I'm sticking with too. I think Snoke is a brand new character, I, and I, but I do think and, and the big reason it, I want to discuss this is that this whole theory is, is one of the most well thought out. It's well sounded. Well, it has a lot of legs to it. Like, it really has... But didn't Darth Maul's have like eight legs too? <laughs> yeah. References, um, but it, it's it, it's a sound theory and it makes um, the most sense out of all the theories out of all the theories, heard, the theories yeah. that have come out. Um, so let's just talk about the theory. All right. Basically, what they're saying is that Mace Windu survived his attack um, from Emperor Palpatine and uh, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> and he is now Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> so, um, 
Thank you, charades. You like the space work? I love it. You know, no one else knows why you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> why weren't we filming it? Um, um, so basically what they're saying is that uh, a lot of things, we're not going to go really into uh, I think the biggest it. thing you need to know if you're not going to watch the video is that a lot of people lose their arms. A lot of people live after being shot with lightning. Mm-hmm. A lot of Jedis survive long distance falls. Yep. Uh, and that he still made sound when he was thrown out of the building, so he's probably not dead. Yep. So he's scarred, burnt. He even covered deformed. What was really cool in the video, and I thought because as soon as I read the headline, I was like, I was like, well, Mace Windu's black, so there's that. Yeah. But then he he even explains that. Like the and it's not even something I thought about. Yeah. Was that uh, whenever Palpatine got, when all, or the full power of the lightning hit him. Got reflected. It got reflected back onto him. It took him from a normal flesh color to a ghostly white, burnt and disfigured. Like, uh, like ash. Like ash. It, yeah. And so, I'm like, okay, then yeah, if that's what happened, that's what happened. That that would be what would what it would look like, I assume. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Honestly, what it is is that the uh, the image that you see of him, the hologram wise, is just a polar opposite. It's really black. They're just showing up white. <laughs> uh, and when you see him in person, he's just going to be real dark, dark, dark black now because he got burned. But uh, and this even this ties into other theories as well as the, with the theory that uh, Finn is supposedly Mace Windu's son. Yes. And that Daisy. Nope, that's the actress's name. That's the actress. I was about to say Daisy. Ray. Ray. Is Palpatine's uh, granddaughter. Granddaughter. That's an uh, interesting idea. I haven't heard that one yet. I hadn't heard that. But then, and, and god damn, even go into the fighting style. Yeah. Of, like, and I thought that was so cool. Like, they talk about, because Mace Windu, it's something, again, I never noticed, was that he has a distinct move. Which was a backhanded slice. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he uses it all the time. He used it several times in that in the fight against Palpatine, he and even killed Django with it. He killed Django Fett with it, and then he even um, uh, Ray or fuck Kylo Ren uh, uses the same a very similar move. My only problem with that is, yes, Mace Window uses that that signature attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm okay with that. But it would be archived. Right. Not only that, but even if Kylo Ren... Okay. Well, if, no, actually, if, it wouldn't be archived anyways. Yeah. But if Kylo Ren was trained by Mace Windu Snoke, quote-unquote, uh, and learned that ability, fine. I can deal with that. However, just from him using a Claymore-style weapon, I know it's not heavy, which that's another thing that bothers me, is that he's using... It's just a hilt. There's no extra weight to it because of the lightsaber. Right. Because of the light, rather. So he's swinging like a huge head. He's like, hurrah, hurrah. And I'm like, it's, it's fucking light as shit. It's light. You don't know that. I do know that. It's not real. It's a lightsaber. Anyways, but he uses that back. But if you're swinging a real Claymore, like a, a Claymore-styled weapon, there's not a whole lot of attacks you can do. No. It's, it's slash, slash, slash. <laughs> There's no poking involved. There's, yeah, there's no there's no really finesse. Yeah, it's to a lot it. of slashes. But in any case, the yeah, there's a similar style between the two. Um, I'm just playing devil's advocate, which would make sense if Mace Windu or Snoke was the one to uh, train him. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, well, I'm thinking, yeah, it's obviously more than likely going to be that it's, uh, he's just a new character. This is the closest theory that I thought, like, yeah, maybe. It's possible, yeah. You know, um, the only other one I thought was, possibly might be, oh, maybe work would be the Darth Maul one. But Jar Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar. I was waiting for, uh, for Kylo Ren to pop off that helmet and the ears to flop out. But never Mr. Kylo Ren. Mr. Kylo Ren. Mr. So happy. Oh, fuck. Annie! <laughs> Annie! <laughs> I avenge you, Annie. Um, uh, it also kind of opens up a theory that... Um, what was I going to say? I forget now. What was I talking about? Talking about Mace Windu being... Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason why Mace Windu, if he is Snoke, would have given up Finn. Because Finn was given to the Order... Given to the order was because of uh, him being inadequate. Inadequate. Like after he was born, Mace Snoke uh, saw no potential, saw no exceptional abilities, and just deserted him. Essentially, gave him to the order so that they could watch him, so that Kylo could watch him specifically. Because we want we learn in the movie that he worked in sanitation, mm-hmm. but his first mission. Is with Kylo. Yeah, like he goes to the ground with Kylo Ren. It's like that's a huge mission. mission. Yeah, and then it also talked about uh, the line where Snoke says, uh, or Kylo Ren tells Snoke, "There's awakening. Have you felt it?" And a lot of people think that it's Ray that he's talking about. Which I I always I knew from when I watched it. I was like, okay, so they're talking about Finn because it hasn't happened yet. That's what I assumed too. Whenever I watched Uh, it, I was like, but a lot of people think it's Ray. But the scene where Ray has her vision. Is like twenty minutes after that line, so it's got to be Finn. That's so what they're talking, we're talking about. about. Finn at the beginning of the movie when he decides he's no longer going to kill, uh, or no, because he never did. But he's not going to kill anybody. Like he doesn't want to. Like he's chosen the light side yes. over the dark. And you don't really think about it the first time you watch it. But when you first watch it, and Kylo walks up, stops, and glares at Finn. You don't really think about it, but really, he's sensing him change. And if he knows who he is, like if he is sent, like he he is there to watch him, that's a big deal. Yeah, he's like okay. And as soon as soon as they say that someone's helped Poe escape, he exactly knows he kn- who it is. Exactly. And I think uh, Phasma's in on it too. Then if that's the case, there's a there's a lot more. Like I think this is the the most sound theory that anybody's come up with about this movie. But again. Yeah. More than likely, new character. Just new character, and it also explains why um, Kylo threw such a big fit. Yeah, when you find out that Finn helped Ray and BB-8 escape. Yep, and it's because Finn is supposed to be his. He's supposed to protect Finn. Yeah, he's supposed to watch over Finn, make sure you know he's normal, not doing anything. And now and he lost. Now him he and... lost him, and lost Ray and BB-8, who has the the plans to Luke Skywalker. And they focus so much on the traitor. Yeah. Like the the other stormtrooper that fights him with the, the shock trooper with the, the shocking lightning rod, whatever, uh, calls him a traitor. Kylo Ren at the end of the movie yells traitor at him. Like, it's a big deal. And, it, and, I, and I hadn't really even thought about it until I watched this video was that they do focus a lot on Finn being a traitor. And I think that's peculiar. Yeah, because like, I'm sure they've had other rogue stormtroopers. Yeah. He can't be the first. Like, I know they're all, like, brainwashed. One of them might have been force-sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, right. It seems odd to me that 
they were focused so heavily on this, especially Kylo being so angry about it. Yeah. But um, it's an interesting theory. When you have a chance, get on YouTube. Just search for Mace Windu uh, is Supreme uh, Leader Snoke, and it'll pop up there. Watch it. It's a uh, the guy's voice is a little grating and kind of irritating, but the theory itself is interesting enough to watch. Um, yeah. uh, moving on to uh, uh, Superior, um, John. Tell me, uh, what what Superior about? Uh, Superior focuses on a 12-year-old boy with multiple sclerosis who is granted one wish by an alien monkey. Uh, he cho- <laughs> sorry, he chooses to become his favorite comic book hero, um, Superior. But there's a massive twist along the way, and things play out much differently than expected. It actually sounds kind of cool. It sounds like Shazam almost. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh... Shazam! I love, like, I was, when I was watching Young Justice at Tim's. And uh, when he comes home, and his dad's just like, not not in the house, but like not before you go to bed, he's like, okay, fine, <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> I love it because he just says it like normal, like Shazam, and he transforms to the kid. And his dad's like, good night, son. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. That's such a good, show. such a good father. Um, Anyways, but yeah, so uh, apparently Mark Miller, who I guess wrote the series. Um, tweeted that he just requested John Cena for the title role <laughs> based on his work in Trainwreck. John Have you watched Trainwreck yet? No. Um, I want to. If I were to pick any movie uh, that I think was John Cena's best performance, it would be Trainwreck. He hasn't done a whole lot. He hasn't. But he did. Most he of his was, movies are... Hmm. Because he, gets to, he got to let his... His uh, sense of humor shine through. I think it's because it's not made by WWE. Yeah, his true. <laughs> All of his other movies have been through. made by WWE, so it's kind of limited what he can do. This is a little more open. But it was very funny, and it, it, it makes me actually excited that it, the potential that he could play yeah. this character sounds cool. Get, I mean, just imagine John C- John Cena getting a chance to play a twelve year old trapped in a John Cena body. It'd be amazing. It'd be hilarious. He was just like. I got muscles. I got muscles. Um. Oh, Jesus, fuck me. Transformers: The Last Night. We really have to talk about this. I mean, yeah, because this is gonna be a fascinating movie. It's gonna be a fascinating train wreck to watch happen. I'll tell you what. We'll talk about it this time, and then no, you will. You will never hear about this movie. No, we will. When? Oh, when we find out how bad it is. <laughs> okay, when we find out how bad it is, the next time you'll hear about this movie when it comes out. Um, Michael Bay transformed Winston Churchill's Blenheim Palace birthplace into a Nazi HQ for the up- came- upcoming movie. Whoa. Uh, Michael Bay told BBC News, There's a thing I saw in the paper today about Blenheim, and I just want to say uh, people were not fortunate enough to read the script, and they won't. And they don't know that Churchill in this movie is a big hero. And Churchill would be smiling about last night. Uh, he was asked uh, if he thought it was disrespectful to use a place so closely associated with Churchill to shoot scenes the son described as a quote-unquote Nazi invasion. Bay added, Well, when you see the movie, you'll understand that I'm for, uh, I'm for one, probably more than any director in the world that shot more veterans and more active military men and women in my movies. Yeah, he killed them all off. And you can actually look it up. Okay. I had that little inflection there because I assume that's how he said it. Yeah. No, I like, I like the wording, though. 
probably more than any director in the world, I'm for one the one that shot more veterans and more active military men and women in my movies. <laughs> like, yeah. I've killed more of them. I've killed more That's of them. That's what it sounds like to me it, when yeah. I read it. But anyways. Uh, and you can, actually, you, uh, you can actually look it up, okay? I would do nothing <laughs> to disrespect veterans. This dude is such a fucking ass fart. I hate him so much. I don't know. I still want to see 13 Hours. It's a good movie. I know. <laughs> it's okay. It's not a, a bad person can have a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's an okay. It's a good. Just movie. like M Night Shyamalan, he's got another. Looks like another good one coming out. The the schism one. Mm, I don't or see anything s- for it. Split, whatever it's called. The split personality one with James McAvoy. I showed you the trailer for it. Nope. No. Okay. I'll show it to you tonight. Okay. It, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I don't like I I don't like Michael Bay. I don't either. I honestly, a couple movies here and there are fine. Legitimately, the only reason I would want to see this movie is one. I, I had to know how they're going to have Merlin and King Arthur in the movie. I know. That's fascinating to me. Favorite um, Michael Bay movie, go. Huh? Favorite Michael Bay movie, go. The Island. Okay. It's not what I was going to think of. What was yours? Now I'm questioning whether or not it was made by him. What? Bad Boys? It was made by him. Okay, yeah, Bad Boys. I like The Island better. That's fun. I do like The Island. It's a good movie. I like because I like Ewan McGregor and I like Scarlett Johansson. They're they're both great, and that movie's really fun. And it's as far as I know, I don't know if he's I don't know if he wrote it in in the movie, but it's based off a book. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's based off. I've a read book. the book. Is the book good? Yes, but it's uh, a little different. Which fine. Uh, honestly, there's parts of the movie that are better to me. Uh, there's parts of the book that are way better too. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh yeah it's that's probably honestly my favorite one is uh. That you know, a movie I do actually enjoy. It's nonsense and it makes no sense at all. That's why it would be called nonsense. I know, but I had to emphasize it. Um, it's really, really mad. Uh, <clears throat> Armageddon. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like it. It's, it's. I mean, it's utterly watchable. It's like, I don't know. To me, Armageddon, Deep Impact, both like that. Like they're both just like That's the same movie, <laughs> essentially. It's just I like Armageddon better. What was I it? like the cast better. Ben Affleck hated Armageddon first of all, and he in the in the commentary for the DVD, he talks about that uh, when they go to pick them all up to train them to be uh, astronauts. And uh, he said when he read that in the script, he asked Michael Bay, he's like, "Why wouldn't they just train the astronauts to drill? Wouldn't that be easier?" He said, and then Michael Bay didn't say anything to me, and that was the last we ever heard about that. <laughs> I was like this sounds like Michael Bay I was like fuck that's, I love the fact that Ben Affleck was like this doesn't make sense it, oh that's it okay yeah it just doesn't make sense okay alright I'm just um, really bad sorry in my head I have a joke coming up uh, I was just gonna say I'm really bad at, at segues uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Michael Bay John Favreau <laughs> will be Drew speaking of bad directors John Favreau no. I know I love John Favreau no, but but seriously though, John Favreau will be directing a live action version of the Disney classic, Lion King. I'm actually really excited. about I'm excited that. to see what they can do. I saw the, like the picture they showed was just like a, a real lion. lion behind or in front of Pride Rock. Rock. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. I mean, it's just a teaser. It looks obviously. cool though. Like the picture, I was even like, eh, okay. I'm okay with it because I love Jungle Book. I thought that was a fantastic. I haven't seen it. It's good. I want to see it. I enjoyed that. I hate the cartoon. Hate the cartoon. Do you hate it? I wouldn't say I hate it. Hate it's definitely it. one of my least favorites. Hate it. I like the songs. Some I of them. yeah okay I like songs. 
but definitely the live action one. I love it. I thought it was fantastic. I do want to see it. Um, now, it's something we don't uh, usually talk about on here very much, but I thought it was fascinating enough uh, that I want to dive into it a little bit and uh, just have a discussion about it. Well, one, uh, this past Sunday, John and I went to a WWE pay-per-view here in Indiana, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Cheap Pop. Cheap Pop. Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. Uh, let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Okay. Um, What's that, Hulkster? <laughs> it was fantastic. It was great. I will say, um, I figured there would be more title changes. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it not being. There's a lot of interference. Mm-hmm. Being there, I don't know if it's because I was there, I didn't really notice it. Like, if we were to watch it on live on... I need home. to go back. I want to watch it on the network. Um, I still think it was great. Oh, the match, absolutely. The match quality was fantastic. It was fun. The atmosphere was great. The, 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 the crowd was, was so high. into it. Yeah. Because, like, normally, when we go to Raw or something, the audience is there for part of it. They're just like and a... And they're kind of dead afterwards. And the audience was fucking on it. On it. Uh, chance and... And did Joe tell you that the, the Seth Rollins thing at the end did stay on TV? Did it? Yeah. Oh, good. Or on the network, rather. Like it's they stayed on afterwards to, to show that, which is awesome. Especially if they're gonna do like a face turn for Yeah. And I think um, also it was one match of the night had to go to uh, Cesaro Sheamus. Yeah. Right? I, I until yeah. the end of it. That's a big problem I had with it was that it was a classic. They put on a classic and they ended it with a draw. Yeah, that sucks. That bothered me so much. And I remember me and Joey were having such a fun fucking time watching it. And we're so into it and ready to go. And, and they got us. There was a moment where, like, because they had a bunch of false finishes in the match. And it got to the one where, like, okay, he hit, you know, Cesaro hit the neutralizer. And we're like, okay, that's it. He won the he won the best of seven. And it's one. And the crowd stands up. One, two, three. And they, everybody says three. But Seamus' shoulder goes up right at the last second. And we're like, oh, Fuck, it's still going. It went on for like another 10, 15 minutes after that. Yeah. It was mind-blowingly awesome. Yeah. And then him landing on his neck. Oh, God, that was scary as like, fuck. You could feel the tension in the air because like, as soon as he landed, everyone was like, oh, God. Yeah, the crowd, like, it was like the crowd went dead. Like, they were like, oh, God. Because they thought he might be. Yeah. It was... It was a bad land. It was scary. And you could... when Because the problem was we had floor seats, which... Well, I'm not going to complain because... They're floor seats. They're floor seats, but it was... They were free tickets. Uh, you know, we got them... Because uh, Joey got them for us. Yeah. Um, we... we, we uh, yeah. We got good seats. We got good seats. Uh, problem was that we couldn't see a lot of stuff because people would always stand I, I up. I prefer... Like, we had one time where we went to a show where we were sitting, like, next to the camera, which mm-hmm. is up on an incline because it's the stadium-style seating. Those are the best seats I've ever had. Yeah, the seats, uh, it's like, it'll be like the floor and then the first level up. Yeah. That's where you want to be at. Um, um, the floor is just, especially like most time when we get floor seats, it's in the back. It's in the back and people are I understand up. because people in the front that pay for their tickets. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, <clears throat> it just sucks when you're behind all these people, everyone's standing up, you can't see anything, then people in front of you are using their phones the entire time. Yeah, so you're more or less watching the show through someone else's through phone. Through somebody else's phone or through the, the big uh, screen in the, in the above us. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, again, but uh, yeah, it was hard to watch a lot of stuff that happened, but every single match was so fun and yeah. so good. 
they had the Cruiserweight Championship, the first title defense for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Brian Kendrick versus TJ Perkins. Perkins is awesome. Kendrick um, was great. Kendrick, he, I love, I love Kendrick. I love the end of that though. Like, yeah, the headbutt. Oh, it was I saw awesome. it coming, but it's like that's so perfect. And then they had uh, what uh, Perkins uh, music though. The Mega Man Mega mix. Man. Oh God, it was so good. It was Mega Man esque. Yeah. Um, it started, and I was like, Mega Man. Did you also have, what else did they have? Um, New Day versus the Bullet Club or the Club? I still don't understand. It was fine, but it looks like apparently I run online. They're gonna New Day will break the record for yeah. longest reigning tag yeah, team. Yeah, that's champions. what I told Joe, and Joe was like, I don't know if they'll have to do that, and I was like, I don't know why else they would let them keep it. And well, on Raw, apparently they were pushing real hard about how close they are to uh, Demolition's record. It's like 100 more days, isn't it? Yeah. And they said they were talking about how close they were and how the longest reigning tag team was Demolition. So it seems like they're pushing that. Uh, New Day's going to get close to it, at least, if not break it. I'm sure they'll break it. They're going to get close. I'm fucking excited. I hope they do. Yeah, they will. Um, uh, but, I mean, overall, the Women's show. Smash. Huh? The women's match was awesome. Triple threat match for the uh, WWE Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Charlotte versus Beck. Nope. Charlotte versus Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Yes. Uh, really good match. It was awesome. They're all on it. They're all. They didn't miss a beat. Yeah. They did some crazy shit. <laughs> it was. It was really good, man. I just can't. It was a solid match. Like. I don't think anything crazy out of, out of the ordinary was done. I think Bailey was a little more stern. Yeah, a little like harder, you harsher. See, you kind of see her her mean side, like kind of like with her match with Sasha Banks in NXT. Mm-hmm. She kind of had like a little like hard streak going, a little harder, a, a and, little uh, more straight in her. Yeah. Um, so, they it was also such a good match though. They did the U.S. Championship match, Rusev versus Roman Reigns. Fine matches, okay. Uh, it was probably the weakest match on the card. Yeah. Um, but it was still pretty entertaining. It was good. I just, like like Joey said, it was a good match. Just didn't care. Yeah. Uh, because the whole, the entire feud is hinged on a cake in the face. Yeah. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. Um, There's no the more crowd hated Roman Reigns, but when he won the title... I heard mixed. I heard a lot more mixed than I heard booze. Yeah. Um, but there were certain times whenever he'd hit something, it was usually when he hit the spear. Crowd went, Phew. Because the spear is fucking awesome. I know. As we've always said, I was like, you can hate Roman Reigns as much as you want, but you cannot deny that fucking spear is spot and honestly, on. honestly, that Superman punch is it pretty looks, damn good. It looks damn and good. And that drive-by. Yeah, oh, the drive-by is When impressive. he does it right, it a couple times he's messed up. But when he does it, and I loved it when he like hit on apron. Hit it on the apron, hit it on the table, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." When he was, oh yeah, because he was getting ready to go. It was, I think, before the Royal Rumble or something like that, and he was feuding with like a bunch of people at the same time. So he was like in a match. He was like, he's like apron, 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 table, and just everybody in the way. He's like, "Fuck all of you, I'm gonna win." He said that on camera too. It was weird. Yeah, it was odd. Uh, but no, Clash of Champions, A yeah. plus in my book. Yeah, it was fun. It was a real good time. Uh, uh, so, so, Money in the Bank. I know it's not coming up yet because the next one's what? Uh, no Mercy? No Mercy for SmackDown. Yeah, next week? Probably. It's, it's two weeks from the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to a buddy of mine about Money in the Bank, how they're probably going to do a women's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, which I'm stoked for. I cannot wait to see that That's going to be so much fun. Like, oh, my God. They get all the good talent in there. 
That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was a really good I, Hopefully they do that. And I, I, honestly, I still think that they need to do... Okay, because Charlotte keeps having interference mm-hmm. with her, her friend. <laughs> I can't remember her name now. Diana Brooke. Yeah, that one. They need to do a women's headline um, held man. cell. Here's the thing. First of all, yes, I am 100 because Raw, uh, their pay per view, their next pay per view is Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So they need to do. Obviously, I think that WWE Championship match needs to be in Hell in a Cell, and I think a second one should be there, and I think it should be the Women's Championship. I, agree. I think it should be top hard, unless of course the, the. I think it should be right before the WWE uh, Universal Championship. I'm okay with either way. Yeah. I because I won and still, me, they still are establishing that belt. Yeah, so. that's that's my thing. That's what we talked about before at the pay per view. Is that I understand why they wouldn't because mm-hmm. it, as cool as it be to have the women's championship headline at pay per view, it's gonna. They just started the universal championship. They cannot. They cannot put that below the women's championship. Yeah, agreed. They have to keep it like this is the most important title but of all second. time. Second. Yeah. Second on the card. Put them in a hell in a cell to stop interference. Yep. Oh. But uh, I, I also want to talk about, because the best of seven they did, uh, they fucking ruined it on Raw. Yeah. Ruined it. What'd they do? I didn't see it. So they announced uh, Mick Foley comes out with uh, Sheamus and uh, Cesaro. Talks about, I can't in good conscience call one of you the winner and one of you the loser. He said, so you both get championship opportunities. Oh, that's right, yeah. Tag team. He made them a tag team, and they're going after the tag team championship. So stupid. Such a fucking waste. And here is why. Okay? First of all, they heavily implied that it was going to be for the Universal Championship. Whenever, whoever won this best of seven, yeah. that's what they're going to have a shot at. They're strike one. Two, you have a solid tag team division right now. There is no need to slap together another team just for the because you didn't know what to do. Uh, two, I'm sorry. The tag team championship is lower, like is beneath both Sheamus and Cesaro. I'm sorry. They're bigger talent than that. Um, but the biggest problem is like it's like they didn't know what to do, so they slapped them in the tag team and throw them in that match. They're like, yeah. okay, here, yeah, now you guys get a title opportunity. Technically, uh, what they could have done instead, they have about a month to build Hell in a Cell. They have about a month. They could have built a pretty damn good story between now and then. And they could have had said, fine, you both get a chance at the Universal Championship. Cash it in at whatever pay-per-view you want. They both decided to do it at Hell in a Cell. Now, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are both obviously going to go at it at Hell in a Cell. Throw all four of them in and give us a fatal four-way Hell in a Cell match. That'd be fun. With can you imagine one be the first time if I can remember right this would be the first time we see a fatal four way Hell in a Cell match we had the six on uh, six man Hell in a Cell match before but not a fatal four way but not only that but it's Cesaro Kevin Owens Seth Rollins and Sheamus those are four very very talented guys there'd be some big big moves in there I think it was a huge waste to put them in a tag team it it's not the end of it though I guarantee it's not the end of it we're going to see them something's going to happen we're going to see it pop off we're going to see Cesaro I think by middle of next year will have at least have had one chance at the championship if not more more hopefully more uh, speaking of TNA and wasted 
or I mean wasted. Uh, oh, that, there's a segue right there. Wasted nonsense. TNA. Yeah. They they do stuff. They've got some money issues. Yeah. So it looks like um, TNA's for sale. TNA's for sale. Dixie Carter's looking to sale, but she's making the whole thing a fucking mess and causing all kinds of problems and creating hurdles that don't need to be there. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this is what needs to happen. A deal needs to go through. The sale needs to happen by Friday night. Otherwise, they can't fund Bound for Glory this Sunday. Or their TV tapings next week. Which means they will have to cancel their big their WrestleMania. They're going to have to cancel it. Ouch. Which automatically spells doom for them. If they have to cancel their biggest pay-per-view of the year, yeah. they might as well just shut the doors. Because it's not going to happen for them. Yeah. Um, so apparently, there's a lot of people in the contention right now. Because as of right now... The president of the company is Billy Corgan. Yay. Which, uh, for those of you who don't know, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Because why the fuck not? Um, but apparently everybody's... wanted with his life. Apparently everybody's already said, though, that out of all the options, Billy Corgan is by far the best option. Hmm. Uh, but in any case, a uh, bunch of people are wanting to buy it. WWE is in the mix now. And uh, from what I read right before we start recording, WWE has the best chance of purchasing it because they have the the best stance uh, as far as purchasers go. Because they're willing to wait to make the deal. They already expect the deal to wait until the final minutes. It'll go through. He said, and apparently Vince and WWE are okay with the deal going through. They're okay with, after the deal goes through, they're okay letting them go ahead and run their Bound for Glory pay-per-view and their TV tapings the following week. As long as they can find the funding themselves. Which means they're going to buy them, but they're not going to fund their shit. Which I think is hilarious, because it's like, yeah, okay, fine, we'll buy you, but <laughs> good luck. you, you got to do the rest of this shit. Uh, here, here's what I think will happen. I think they'll buy them. I think it's... Almost a done deal. I think WWE will purchase TNA and only purchase TNA for a handful of the talents, yeah. but mainly for yeah, the library. Yeah, yeah. That's the big reason why. I think if they're going to bring anybody over from from uh, TNA, it's going to be the Hardy Boys. They're going to bring in the back because yeah, they've been actually very interested in Matt Hardy because of what he's doing with the broken Matt Hardy character. Yeah, um, Brother Nero. Uh, but they're doing that. We'll bring him over. Probably James Storm. Yeah. Um. I think that's probably it. I is, can't think. Is um. Uh, probably EC three. Probably. Uh, is Kurt still there? No. I can't remember where he went. I think he retired. He's like a retired good, from them. Good so. for him. But there's I, there's a handful of talents there. Uh, DJ Zeon, Zio, Zemo, or I can't remember his fucking name is. But there's a handful of talents there that are very good. And WWE bring them in and let them wrestle in NXT, which yeah. would be the smart thing. Because right now they need to reinvigorate NXT because it's kind of dwindling. dwindling a little bit. But I think what happens is they purchase them. I think we'll find out. I think online people will find out tomorrow. And I think Sunday they'll announce it at the Bountiful Glory pay per view. So, pretty cool. In any case, sucks, um, sucks for them. But. Sucks for them, but uh, at least we'll get some decent talent out of the deal. And that's it. I mean, it sucks because there's no competition, really no competition for WWE anymore. Yeah. 
Not really. Lucha Underground is going to be as close to it right now. That's it. But in any case, uh, that's actually the end of our news. It's, yeah. There's not a whole lot of news today. Um, it's actually going to be one of our short episodes. Yeah, which is kind of good because I yeah. had to get up early. So, uh, that's cool. Got to ask you a question though, John. Sure, Jake. What were you watching? Um, I've I've still watching the same crap. <laughs> Nothing new. has hasn't really changed much. Um, still finishing up Koki Awesome on the last disc. It's taking me forever because I'm lazy and play video games. Um, yeah, it happens. Uh, I started getting back into Call of Duty a little bit, so I've been playing it more. But yeah, Koki Awesome. Then um, once that's done, hundred percent, then I'm gonna finish. Um. I want to finish Daredevil. Probably be my next feat. Shouldn't take too long. It's pretty quick. Um, what are you watching? Same. Really, I, mean, I do about the same stuff. Usually, I actually started watching more Supergirl. Good. I, need to I watched it actually today when I was at uh, Man Cave Comics uh, working there. Didn't have a whole lot to do today. We weren't super busy. So really, I, I bagged and boarded all the rebirth stuff and hung and put them up on the on the rack, and watched Supergirl. I got to like I think episode ten, and I was on, I was on episode four whenever I got in there. I, like I watched just straight through, made it through about about one every hour. I, I mean, always have to pause every time a customer walks in. I only pause it once because one customer came in. They bought stuff for the guy next door, the yeah, which which uh, people Donnie. Uh, but I watched that and um, actually watched uh, the th- was the thirtieth, thirty fifth anniversary labyrinth, mm-hmm. whichever anniversary it is, and I think it's thirtieth. Some of that. Uh, it was eighties. Thirty fifth, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the remastered Keegan Blu-ray. Keegan needs to buy it for me. Huh? Keegan said he buy it for me. Oh, but uh, Michelle bought the. 35th anniversary Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Looks beautiful. I know. Looks so good. I saw it the week before it came out because it was in oh, really? because I was in receiving and it came into Walmart. It's it, but it looks it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's the pictures wonderful and uh, extra. We watched uh, some of the extra features, kind of like a retrospective on there, and cool. it was cool, uh, really cool. And we also watched um, Friday. Which what did you watch Friday? Friday. Yeah, what did you watch on Friday? Watched it Friday. What watch what Friday? Friday. Labyrinth? No, Friday. What did you watch Friday? We watched Friday on Friday. I've never heard of Friday on Friday. <laughs> what is that? Is that a porn? Yes. Okay. Uh no. Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh no. So yeah, we watched uh, Friday. It was weird because uh me and Michelle have been playing this game. Uh if you have an iPhone, I'm not sure if it's actually on Who's in your mouth? <laughs> Just in my mouth. Um I'm not sure if it works on other uh smartphones, but uh, on the iPhone you have it. Uh it's a game called Fireback Movies. Uh basically what it is is I tried to get my mother to download, she says it's not working on her phone. So I'm not sure if it's just an iPhone, iOS Could be. thing. But in any case, what the game is pretty much is like this, you know, like the seven degrees of heaven bacon. Mm. Sort of like that, except for you, it, you have 100 points. First person to break 100, whoever gets the highest at the breaking point, yeah, wins. Uh, but basically, you're connecting movies by actors. That's cool. Uh, it's, it's actually, and they've got a very in-depth, like, in-depth library built into it, like, as much as, like, uh, Ghostbusters. 
the 2016 one, the new one that just came out, is in there. Oh, cool. Alice Through the Looking Glass is in there. Because uh, I know I've gotten quite a few points because, uh, like, I can't remember how you know, the exchange went, but, like, Michelle played Alice in Wonderland from 2010 or whatever it was, the Tim, first Tim Burton one. Mm-hmm. And I would play Alice Through the Looking Glass, so I connected all those actors that were, that were in both. So it gave me extra points for connecting like three or more actors, um, but it's a really fun game. We've been playing that, but we played. I played Friday, on one of them, and uh, she told me she's like, uh, actually, I've been wanting to uh, uh, watch Friday. I'm like, seriously? Hell yeah, let's watch some fucking Friday. But it was uh, it was fun. That's we haven't I haven't watched a whole lot of new stuff. There's not really anything new out that I want to watch except for I want to watch the new Turtles movie. Because fuck you. I thought the first was fine, and I'm gonna give as much money to Stephen Amell as I can for any movie he's in. I will, I will watch it. I don't care what it is. I will watch it. I watched the first one. It was alright. It wasn't good, but it was fine. It was watchable. I had issues with it, but nothing crazy. <laughs> a lot of issues with that movie, actually. Anyways, but in any case, uh, yeah. So that's what we were watching. Um, John, hi Jake. Tell me something. Um, <clears throat> giraffe blood is your orange. Interesting. It probably isn't. He didn't say it had to be true. Just oh, tell you well, fair enough. How about you, uh, instead of doing nonsense like that, okay. why don't you recommend something for our lovely fans? Okay. I'm going to recommend an anime. Of course you are. Shut up. I don't know if I, I don't think I've recommended this already. but um, Hopefully not. If I have, I'll just do something else. But Full Metal Alchemist? I don't think you have. Okay, so <clears throat> for those of you who don't know me, <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I like a lot of stuff. <laughs> Go figure. Um, Full Metal Alchemist as of right, as of right now, and I'll give that open because Nick told me when I finish Kogiasi it would be my favorite anime. But as of right now, this moment, my name John Slevin, being of sound mind, Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood are my favorite animes. I only consider them one because they're really the same thing. They're just two different takes. Mm-hmm. But Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's better. Um, the storylines are better. It's more clear. It goes more off the manga. Uh, the first one's good too. I recommend both of them. But you should watch them. the The original series is on Netflix. The Brotherhood series is on Netflix until disc four. So you might have to finish that somewhere else. You can get it on. Um... Crunchyroll? Yes. If I remember right? Joseph has that, and the, let me see some of the episodes on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good show. It's 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 cool because it's not your standard thing. Um, essentially, it's these two kids who, at a young age, lose their father. Not to death, but he just leaves, uh, which you find out why. And then um, <clears throat> issues, and then they love uh, spoilers, I guess. It's like one of the first two episodes. They lose their mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Do some bad things, learn their mistakes, decide to go back into life, and just take care of each other. Like, instead of just trying to get power or, or trying to go to avenge or try to avenge somebody or try to to try and fix problems in their family, they move on. That's what I like about it. It's not like a, well, we have to do this or we have to do that for our, for our mother who died or for this, you know, for our father who left. We have to avenge this person. We have to do this. We have to do that. They, they deal with the problem at a very young age. They deal with the problems that they've created and move on. Now, they're still working on stuff 
for each other, to make each other better, um, to to help all say is help restore themselves. Um, you'll find out what that is real quick. But essentially, they they're working with each other to make themselves better. They 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 forget about their dad for the most part at the beginning of the movie or show. Forget about their mother. They just work on themselves, and the storylines are insane. And it gets crazier and crazier as the show goes, but it's so good. But I recommend Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Preferably in that order, I would watch all Full Metal Alchemist and then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because the first like 20 to 30 episodes of Brotherhood is the condensed version of the first half of Full Metal Alchemist. Because Al- the, the ending in Alchemist is its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's not based off the manga, but they got approval by them to do it. Um, and then the movie Conqueror Shambhala is slow at the beginning but picks up and it's good and it's a good ending for the for the show uh brotherhood has his own story like i said the beginning parts are still kind of there uh they mention things that happened in the original series that you're supposed to assume happened in brotherhood and at the end um it has a complete good full ending which i love uh, and then it has its own movie, but it's just like randomly placed in the story in the line, so you don't really have to watch it in, oh, in order. So, uh, but it's a different animation style. It's weird, but I like it. But it's it's not as good. But um, I reckon all of it. That's my recommendation. Is it? It is. Jake. Yes, John. What would you like to recommend to these fine viewers at home? Oh, let me scratch my head and these, think. These ear viewers. Ear viewers. They don't view with their eyes. Hearers. Listeners. Um, Mouth breathers. (laughs) Uh, I'd actually like to recommend New Superman. It's the uh, new DC series. Uh, It's a Chinese Superman. And basically, like. Why do you look at me when you say Chinese, Jake? (laughs) Because you got a slanty eye. Um, That's fair. I do have a slanty eye. Um. But it's uh, basically the new Superman, and it's uh, the Justice League of China. Um, it's fun. It's cool. It, they take this kid, and they do an experiment on him uh, because they think they can replicate the powers of Superman. And they want to create a Justice League for China. And so uh, they do the experiment on this kid. He gets the powers. And then we also meet the uh, Batman of uh, China and the Wonder Woman of China. Uh, what about the Green Lantern of China? Not yet. Damn it. But it's uh, it's fun. It's it's not as like, because it seems like everything in DC tends to be really serious and like just grim. Yeah. This is having a lot more fun. Good. And it's... They uh, need more fun. They do. Fun's good. Um, but it's um, very entertaining. Very, very. I I read uh, the first. I think the three issues in. I read the first two issues. Cool. Uh, really, and it worth watch. Or, well, were worth reading rather. So you can uh, watch the pictures. You can watch the pixels. Um, but if you get a chance, uh, go to your local comic book store and pick up uh, the first uh, three issues. And love them. Tell tell them that John and Jake sent you. Yeah, they'll, they'll know who we. They'll are. know who we are. <laughs> They won't. You'll, you'll get a discount. Unless you go to Tim's. Unless you go to Tim's. You don't, they won't know who Then, yeah, they probably still won't know. Tim, Tim will know. Tim knows who we are. I think. Does he? Yes. Wait, do we actually get paid there or do we just we know show we up? We get in store credit. We just, we just show up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Looks like that's going to do it for our show today. Um, if you have any questions for us, uh, we're going to be doing a, a live stream Q&A again. Uh, 
probably next week sometime. We'll keep you up to date on that one. Um, we're going to try to get together again to do it. Um, uh, but if you have any questions for us, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash real what were we talking about. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at TweetyMcTweet11 and JD1113. Uh, also hit us up on our email, real what were we talking about at gmail.com. Uh, literally ask us anything. We will answer any questions you possibly have for us. Uh, join in whenever we have our uh, live stream. We like to talk to everybody. We we didn't have a whole lot of viewers last time, but we got we it's enjoyed kind of a last minute too. Yeah, it was a sort of last minute thing. So we'll try and do it a little ahead of time this time. And maybe a little earlier too. Yeah. So uh, just keep an eye out for that and join in. We love to talk to everybody, and I obviously we love to talk anyways. Uh, but definitely uh, hit us up on there. Uh, so until next time, guys. I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about? Bananas. <laughs>